0: And welcome down to Talk To Me. So this week is a little different because I am i was actually supposed to have a guest in the studio with us, uh, Caroline. But unfortunately, in this uh, COVID era of 2020, certain uh, difficulties does happen in our area. It feels like, and I told this to Caroline before I came on air, that uh, it feels like these days you're walking out in public wearing a bulletproof vest and trying to dodge bullets. That's how it feels like. Um, So, we had a case happen quite nearby us. So, just for safety, we're keeping our guests away from the studio. So, today is just good old me talking to you about something, but I hope it is something or a perspective that is quite important to everybody. And the reason why I want to pick up on this is because the past two episodes, we spoke about, first, men and our struggle. Yes, I'm a man. Our struggle about talking about problems. Uh, A few things did come up there where we talked about generational differences, gender differences, finding equity, and then last week, last week we sat down and talked to VIX and we're talking about humanity and uh, laziness in humanity, but not from a negative standpoint. What does that really mean? And is there really advances in our technology? How are we actually utilizing them and how we are moving forward? in our lives and maybe it's not a case of humans being lazy it's just we need to find a good purpose we need to find a good purpose and live to serve because that's essentially an ethos of humanity that was a perspective we spoke about now this week we were about to talk about dreams like how dreams are lost how dreams are made but interesting enough we are reaching the end of the year christmas is coming up so it's a good time to actually reflect and i think let's challenge ourselves a little bit Let's not just reflect of the year because everyone can go about beating around and saying that 2020 has been a very, very different year. But let's look back at least about four years because for some odd reason, uh, this four years has been quite quite a divisive period or a very important period where the identity of humanity was being tested. Don't you think so, Shashi? Yes, Sashi in the room with me, so he may not speak, but is he going to shake his head? Is he not going to shake his head? Oh, he did go through an identity crisis. Okay, so um, I'm not alone in the studio. Sashi's always here, and uh, big ups to Sashi for actually always being here, producing and showing. We sound nice, uh, but this week we won't have video because it looks a bit odd to just watch me speak all the way through. But talking about reflections. So something that came about, I actually was pondering this thought about two years ago, about how do we see this? How do current generations see things? Is it that we need one ideal, one sort of moral compass that we follow? Or does the generation see it as give us perspectives, give us tools? Then we can navigate so it's an important thought that we were thinking about and how, how the new generation are seeing things. Um, and when we speak about current generations, we're actually speaking about two generations. The Y generation from the 1980s to the 1994, also known as the millennial generation. And the Z generation, which is 1995 to 2014, also known as the I generation generation. Uh, reasons we speak about this is because these are what you call the incoming market generation. The ones who are going to define how the market or the world runs itself. At present, Generation Y represents close to about 40% of the buying market. And when I say buying market here, people kind of don't understand sometimes that purchasing power defines a lot of how rules, policies, moral standards actually gets put in place. So when a generation is going to be the major player, it really, really entails that this generation is going to define how these things work. Now, by this year, and this was the thought I had in 2018, but I, I kind of looked it up again. 2020, the number which represents Generation Y in the marketplace is going to be 50%. 50% of the market space is going to be covered by Gen Y. and with Gen Z. Generation Z, actually stepping in to fill in another 30% of the market. Now, this will only leave about 20% of the market covered by baby boomers and the Generation X combined. And these are the generations that came before us who are a higher chance. Parents are ours. An example would be baby boomers. I fall into Generation Y. They are my parents' generation. Um, for the next generation, which is Generation Z, the Generation X is their parents. So... There's no denying the choices and decisions that Generation Y and Z are going to take will drive how economics, social politics and governance play when it comes to the next few years. So it's becoming really important for us to understand how the generation does tick and how and what we can do to fulfill the needs of the generation. And I say it as a member of it. It is hard to explore all the aspects of this piece, right? But I'd like to touch on this topic about ideals, right? The ideals are, a different way of looking at it, perspectives. And considering how vocal our generation can be, like I'm talking about myself, how vocal we can be, can this generation still function with one moral compass? Or is it a more individualistic generation and we prefer to have different points of view, different ideals, and navigate through them. So let's let's start with some historical premise and historical context first for this exposition. Now, we are already in the twilight of the baby boomers, who are from the 1940s to the 1960s. And the tail and maturity for the Gen X from the 1960s to the 1980s, shaping the market. This was the generation that defined the middle-income living that we are enjoying right now. The majority of us are enjoying right now. It's a style of living that's based on, actually, abundance of choice. That's the key, abundance of choice. And desires for betterment. And the acquiring of what is desired for, the most part, with our own ability. It is a generation that thrived from the previous model of centralized ideals. But... um, It kind of got juxtaposed in this breakneck speed of advancements that human beings are going through. So to quantify this, let's look at the time period the previous generations were born in and lived in. Let's start with the baby boomers first. They were the generation that was born or were kids at the very end of World War II. so some may have had conscious processing of the horrors of that age, no denying that, but most were toddlers and with most subconscious effects and more nurture-based imprints from their parents who were living through some of the worst moments of our humanity. But I would call the baby boomers the ones that lived through and were the contributors to humanity's incredible leap forward into technology. Just think about that for a bit. Between the late 19th century into the mid-20th century, and we are talking from the 1870s up to like the 1960s, human beings went from simple farming methods and animal travel to creating the steam engine, electricity, the light bulb, telephone communication, oil refining, mass production, segmented mass farming, mass production, concrete constructions, cars, Powered flight, jet engines, the antibiotics, vaccination, the internet, the capacitor, the transistor, atomic energy, so much more. Trust me, whatever I mention, it sounds amazing because that's a long list that I went through. But that was just merely the tip of the iceberg of what we created in the span of one human's average life. Now, the key word here, these advancements... They were creations, not iterations. And for most, it is the first time we as human beings are seeing these technologies. Heck, we even went to space and landed on the moon at this time period. As hard as it is to stomach, a lot of these advancements and the accelerated pace of how we got there was actually a subset of the times. World War I and II, in the need for survival, we went about creating better and better technologies to beat the enemy. Now, time for Generation X to come into play. From the creations of the previous age, this was the generation that further enhanced it and further propelled us towards the direction of digitization that we're living in right now. Now, Not yet digital age, but just got us thinking in that direction. Uh, Even though Generation X didn't fully comprehend it at that point in time. This is the generation that fully defined and experienced the ease of that mid-level income living. However, the bigger factor here was that this was the generation that began questioning the premise of humanity and how we move forward as a collective. And the catalyst for this? Resources were definitely one of it. Ideology. And some may be familiar with this term. Mutual Assured Destruction, or MAD for short. Now, this was the generation that had to grapple with the titans of ideology clashing. Remember the Cold War? Yep. Democracy and communism and the balancing of the meaning of capitalism as well as socialism. Uh, They were the ones who had to watch the world's uh, insatiable need to enhance abundance and struggle over resources. Generation X had to struggle with the thought that, Nuclear arsenal is a real thing and we can snuff ourselves out of existence with a push of a button. The backdrop of the Vietnam War, Desert Eagle, and the Cold War was going on while Gen X was really coming into their adulthood and maturity. Yes, these are there are more countless factors, but you know, for the sake of this podcast we're doing right now, we're we're gonna take this as the observational assumptive premise for the moment. Now, how did ideals fit into this picture? And we're talking about Generation X and Baby Boomers at the moment. They were the generation that experienced how life-changing these technologies and societal advancements were. And when their parents only heard about it and the advancements were used for specific war-based reasons, the Baby Boomers and Gen X actually used them in a mass scale to affect change in how human beings lived. And there's the key. Changes were created by large to bring a holistic change to humanity and not individuals. Yes, one can argue that changes were driven by individuals, but it was individuals trying to affect mass change. Even during the Generation X, uh, we were questioning as a whole the definition of humanity in the backdrop of mass change. We were trying to spur everyone in a direction of perceived holistic goodness to avoid the potential and absolute failure of human existence. Now this joint societal perspective was imperative to make sense and to define the next steps of the human creature. I say "perceive" because good and bad is subjective and a whole other topic for another day. Now what's one of the best ways to actually live on these ideals, or get people to follow ideals, encourage, motivate, and inspire a huge mass of people towards an ideal of goodness? It worked with religion, didn't it? In the grand scheme of things, the classical merit of religion is to inculcate a set of rules and norms to define the way we live, and to avoid the potential and absolute failure of human existence. Now, joint societal perspective was imperative to make sense and to define the next steps of the human creature. Again, we argue that this scriptures, orally transferred knowledge, pictograms, are based on human interpretation and is subject to manipulations towards a singular person or a group of people. Again, another deep topic that we can explore in another talk to me. Now, this method of centralized ideal made sense to a generation that used it as an anchor and not to be swept away by the sea of change. But if one thing is constant, change is. And that's not a tidal wave that any of us can actually stop. It's a tidal wave that reshapes things around us whether we like it or not. And the first signs of this can be seen with the millennial or Generation Y, the generation that I'm personally a member of. We are the generation that began the journey of introspection or looking within ourselves. We are also the generation to experience future tech or military technology becoming everyday tech. And the term globalization, digitization was coined and defined and began full force execution in our generation. The methods of marketing and consuming products also changed. It's changed from people telling you that this product is good to telling a group of people that, hey, maybe you want to become part of the following of this product. And the reason I say that, because it's this generation, generation Y, that also sort of created and stumbled through what social media is. And that became a supreme force of change. Then comes generation Z, or the I generation. Now, the I does sum it up quite nicely, but not in a bad way that most of us would like to view it as. Yes, it is by far the most introspective and digital savvy generation. That's why they're called the digital natives. However, this introspection is leading them to discover what it is to be true to themselves as individual, which is not too bad of a thing. It's not a typical question asked in the past few generations. Now, what type of questions are they asking? Questions like, what are their personal values and beliefs? Who would they like to be? How do they, in their personal capacity, contribute to a bigger whole without losing their own identity? Self and human consequence. And as we can see, this is actually building towards humans as individuals, becoming the best they can personally be for the betterment of the whole when they come together. But it's important to take this with context. When we look at societal and technological advancements, Generation Y and Z are living in an iterative period. Remember, I said the, the previous generation, which is the baby boomers and um, the Generation X, they were in a creation period. Y and Z are in an iterative period. Breakthroughs and creations are far and few betweens, but innovation, now That's happening at a crazy speed. We are making better what we've created previously. Think about one example, right? Um, In its principle, has the standard of the combustion engine changed much since its inception? No, not really. The only creative change dawning on us... um, Presently, and it's, it's happening is actually electrification. But then again, in principle, has the car changed? It's still running on four wheels. It's still running on roads. It's still using rubber tires. But there's a good thing there. It actually created this stable foundation for humanity to discover more of itself. And that's happening with a lot of these creations which are going through this innovative phase. We have been giving the room to become uh, more introspective and build ourselves internally without the earth shifting under us or the winds of change bashing us against a rock. Now, we've been given a chance to challenge and redefine motives that were put in place previously that were meant to be guides back then with definitions that give perspective and understanding now. And we are learning how to be better and use it better as tools presented to us to further better our lives. So let's ask back that question that I started with. Can we work with one single ideal, one single moral compass? Is the generation able to accept that? Or do we need to look at multiple perspectives and use it as tools to navigate? Now let's look at Generation Y. Perhaps to some degree as we see the merits of both ends and uh, we're straddling the fence most of the time, Yeah, the generation is called the fence at some times. Now, bringing up that consideration and who our parents were, which were the baby boomer generation, sure, I would say that we need actually both sides of it, an ideal and also different perspectives to actually navigate. But for Generation Z, I would dare say that the days of singular ideals are really coming to an end. Uh, being more individualistic as well as introspective. It is a generation that has a much more clear definition of self very early in their lives. So if you try to tell them that one particular ideal is the better way to go, there is a higher chance that they will not accept it because whomever is charged with delivering that ideal in that manner to this generation will be viewed as someone who is insensitive to their personal standing and needs. They'll be questioned. And people ask them what their motives are in the first place. Now, instead, I would say, give them examples. Show them possible aspirations that match up to their personal definition. Give them the tools to navigate. And show them how to use it and give them understanding of it so that they can go forth and apply it on their own lives. Then, they will find how to match that good tool someone took their time to show them into and make it part of their lives to better themselves. This will then follow them bringing forward these learnings to as many people and now they will start applying it via their own understanding into their own lives. So, instead of replicating one ideal and the tools that go with it, this current generation The Zets, also known as the I generation, prefer to use their own beings to iteratively improve it before passing it on to the next. And inadvertently creating a cascading and exponential improvement of anything that you may share with them. So it's good for us to realize that. And I think it's also that this generation is affecting those that came before. For those who can accept it, especially for Generation Y who is the fence it is, there's a lot to gain especially when we have multiple perspectives. But for those who find it a bit more harder sticking to one particular ideal, now you can see the examples all around the world is numerous when people hold on to one single ideal and shout it above their lungs. It's hard to believe why that one when there is thousands away to flip a coin. So I would say that that's also a premise of why we're doing Talk To Me. It's to give you those different perspectives. We know the generation that is coming. I belong to the Y generation. I, I kept on saying it throughout this particular recording. And I have seen the value of multiple perspectives. I found my way to apply my own ideal and my own moral standards as I lived. But it's important for everybody to also understand that these multiple perspectives are yours to use. Is for you to define how you like to use them, how you like to better yourselves. And by doing that and sharing it with somebody else, you've actually created something brand new. So keep that thought as the new year comes along. And by the time you hear this episode, it's going to be released on Christmas Day. So I think it's really good for us to actually wish everybody Merry Christmas. And of course, a very happy New Year. Talk to Me is brought to you by Nicole. Uh, So again, I have to say that I didn't have Nicole two years ago when I I had this thought, but I refreshed the thought again. And again, I used Nicole to help me out in that process. Uh, The ability to just search and actually see the thought process of a different people who are on there, Um, speakers, experts, even the everyday layman who are on there sharing their content, that really helped out a lot. So if you want to find out more about Nicole, just drop by nicole.app.